Hey friends, welcome to Thrive and Align Healing Podcast. This is Kim. And this is Carmen. And we basically solve all the world's problems here on the podcast. Just kidding. We talk about holistic healing. We explore ways to change our thinking um, and the mind-body connection to stimulate healing in our body. So you know, all that mind-body-soul stuff. Yep, that's what we talk about each week. So thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to Thrive and Align Healing Podcast. This is episode four, 54. 54. Yeah, this is part three of our three-part series of why and how to deal with emotions. So Dr. Carmen, it's yours again. <laughs> All right. So we've been talking about how unprocessed emotions um, manifest in our physical health, yeah. right? In our physiology. Mm -hmm. And so at the very beginning, we did an introduction of the neurotransmitters mm -hmm. um, and kind of introduced you to their names and what roles they have in our thoughts and feelings. Okay. okay. Then, uh, our last episode, we talked about sort of the, um, those, uh, the, the pathways and what the release of those chemicals and those neurotransmitters and neuropeptides, how they have a direct effect on our physical health, okay. right? The more, um, negative emotions create negative ions, which creates, creates more acidity, um, within our body, which increases more inflammation. So, uh, we've related that to sort of those unprocessed emotions, okay. uh, things that we don't work through. So today we're going to revisit those neurotransmitters and we're going to talk about ways we can increase those neurotransmitters, um, in our life and, um, in our brain chemistry and in our body physiology to help to support that mood, help to kind of support our balance and to, um, help to kind of guide our thoughts and feelings. Okay. All right. So the first one we talked about, um, I'm going to do these a little bit out of order, but the first one I want to talk today about is oxytocin. Okay. okay. So oxytocin is one that we called the bonding molecule. Um, in our first episode, mm -hmm. and that is the one that oxytocin got the most, um, research, uh, associated with bonding with moms and babies, mm -hmm. right? So they see oxytocin the highest when we're holding babies, when we're breastfeeding, um, we see oxytocin like skyrocket because it's that bonding molecule. Okay. So oxytocin helps with sort of that um, balanced mood that helps you kind of feel love supported and um, loved and supported, mm -hmm. right? And um, so but there are ways that we can increase that bonding molecule um, without having access to babies, right? Okay. Or without breastfeeding. Um, so the first one we see is, is pets, right? Okay. Having a pet, um, we see rates of oxytocin increase significantly. Having a pet, spending time with animals, even if you don't have a pet, um, spending time with like cats and dogs and petting them and loving on them um, can boost those oxytocin levels. Mm -hmm. We've also seen, if you've, if you've heard of the research that says, you know, if you've got a pet or um, a significant other, you may live 10 years longer than the average person, right? Okay. Who doesn't have a pet. Um, and some of that is associated with our oxytocin levels. Uh, the more oxytocin levels we have in our brain, it's a little bit more protective of our nervous system and our brain. So um, by having that pet, that's what we're doing. We're influencing that oxytocin, which in turn can help with anti-aging um, and help promote or 
help with anti increasing antioxidants and promote um, uh, the health of our brain and our nervous system a little bit longer. Okay. So um, pets are number one. Um, hug therapy. If you, um, some cities have hug therapists. Uh, I don't know that we have very many here in Oklahoma, but in New York City and in California, um, you can hire somebody to be a hug therapist and they will um, give you platonic hugs. Um, that's another way of bonding to help to boost that oxytocin. Um, if you have significant um, or uh, family relationships, I tell people, hey, consider being a hugger. If you're not a person that has a tendency that appreciates or likes hugs, uh, you might consider it to kind of boost your oxytocin. Um, and then, uh, so spending time with people, hug therapy, and also we see um, oxytocin spike in orgasms. Okay. So encouraging people um, to explore their sexuality, um, explore masturbation. Um, if you're having sexual intercourse, um, achieve orgasm. Or it's a great way to spike those oxytocin um, neurotransmitters to help with that bonding molecule, that support, um, that, that sense of feeling supported and loved. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Perfect. All right. So that's oxytocin. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dopamine. So we talked about dopamine as being the reward um, mm -hmm. neurotransmitter. And that's usually what we see um, deficient in folks who um, are like adrenaline junkies or um, people who have um, depressive thoughts or obsessive thoughts or um, people who have addictive behaviors um, to substances or like to gambling or um pretty much uh, we can get addicted to anything, but um, addictive behaviors is usually a low dopamine. Okay. So we can increase dopamine um, by listening to music you like. Mm -hmm. So they've done studies um, in nature neuroscience that looked at the dopamine receptors in our brain. And when people were exposed to music that they enjoyed, like music that you sing along to, um, you can see spikes in those dopamine receptors as well. Mm -hmm. um, so what that tells us is we have episodes or periods where maybe feel feeling a little bit blue, we have a history of depression or history of um, addictive uh, behaviors, we can um, use the dopamine receptors and that response to music mm -hmm. um, to help to kind of balance that out as people are transitioning, you know, um, away from their addictive behavior or um, in their depressive states. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Um, so being in the counseling field and my clients, like I've heard this phrase being thrown around, like, my family has a history of addictions, yes. right? Or mental health issues. Yes. But if we dive deeper than that, because I feel like those are like surface symptoms. Mm -hmm. yes. If we dive deeper, really what it is, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you have a family history of genetically somehow not producing enough dopamine. Correct. Yes. So or a family history of bad gut health. So you're not producing enough dopamine. Yes. Okay. So it can be either one of those tracks. So if, um, 
So to produce dopamine, we have a whole pathway that's involved, okay? Each step along that pathway has cofactors. Um, usually those are vitamins or, or minerals or enzymes that help to cleave parts of the molecule off so that we can have dopamine present in our body. Okay. Um, some of those occur in our gut. And some of them have genetic factors on whether those genes are turned on or turned off is what we call it um, to create that next step within mm -hmm. the pathway. Yeah. So if people say they have a family history of um, say, yeah, gambling behaviors or addictive behaviors, um, then we look at, okay, well, usually if people are in a family, they have very similar gut flora. Right. Um, so just because there's a family history doesn't mean we can't change that. Um, it just tells us, okay, there's probably multiple factors involved, right? So we can still um, influence the, the genetics, um, the genes that are turned on and turned off. That's in the field of epigenetics. Mm -hmm. We learn how we can influence those um, to promote that next um, step in the dopamine synthesis or the production of dopamine pathways um, and making sure those building blocks are available for our body to do that. Yeah, I mean, which is like such a huge disservice in the mental health world that we've created this ideology that you have a family history of addiction and that's what we're focusing on is like, oh, there's just addiction in my family it's a smoke and mirrors kind of thing. If that's the right terminology, it's like, that's what we're focusing on. So we feel like it's um, kind of like a death sentence, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've inherited that. I have a potential of being an addict instead of going back to like, no, you just have a family history of not having good dopamine levels. We just need to figure out, is this a genetic dopamine issue or is this a gut health dopamine issue? And then we deal with the dopamine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the lack of, or the, yeah, the lack of production of dopamine. Yes. Cause we can directly influence. So um, even, so even though people have that family history and this is where sometimes that testing is really helpful um, for neurotransmitters, cause we can kind of see where the, the, um, the delay is. Right. So okay. then we can determine where in that pathway, if we're going to do supplementation or we're going to support where in that pathway we can do that to, for people to get the most benefit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Perfect. No, Continue on. that's a good question. Um, all right. So, so the, the suggestions we're making today are just sort of like what I would tell people would be like first line. Right. Um, okay. So these are things that have been shown to be helpful in producing these specific neurotransmitters. Um, and they're easy things. They're like lifestyle things that everybody can do. Um, if people have a more uh, severe case or more concerns, there's always additional individualized recommendations that I can make. But all right, the next one is sleep. Right. So this one may um, seem a little bit obvious, but the, we know that the more sleep that we get, the better our brain functions, the better our body functions. Mm -hmm. Right. So dopamine and melatonin um, have a little bit of a seesaw relationship. OK, so when our body's producing melatonin, which usually it does that to help us fall asleep, mm -hmm. then our body's producing less dopamine. 
Okay. okay. So when we first get up in the morning, if we're very groggy, right. Or like, gosh, I could sleep for another 30 minutes or another hour. Um, I encourage people to create a sleep schedule so they can get plenty of sleep in so that that melatonin can be turned off. Um, and the dopamine can be turned on. Okay. Right. So if people don't get enough sleep and they're tired in the morning and they kind of feel tired throughout the day, that dopamine never has that opportunity to start producing at a higher level because your melatonin is um, uh, not tapering off, not tapering off like it should. Right. Yes. So what if people are still getting like seven hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep, but they're still feeling that grogginess? So either they may, some people need nine or 10 hours of sleep or their sleep is not restful enough. They're not hitting that stage three and stage four sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, um, their sleep is, is, um, needs a little bit more support. Yeah. All right. So, um, sleep is important. And then, um, the precursor to dopamine is tyrosine. So tyrosine is an amino acid, right? That we often hear of. Um, it can be found in um, animal proteins. So um, organic grass-fed beef um, or um, Atlantic wild-caught salmon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the cleaner fishes is always what I recommend. Organic chicken, turkey, those amino acids um, and the animal proteins are very high in tyrosine. So we can, the more tyrosine we can make available, which is dependent on gut health. Okay. Right. If our gut health is not optimal, then we cannot break down the tyrosine from the animal proteins. Mm-hmm. Um, but creating or creating a, an environment where that amino acid is more uh, bioavailable will help in the pathway in the production of dopamine. Okay. Now for people who, um, uh, aren't animal protein eaters, we still see quite a bit of tyrosine in our seeds, our nuts and legumes, like okay. the beans. Um, we can get great sources of tyrosine that way as well. So making sure we incorporate those things into our diet is important in uh, making those building blocks available. That cool. makes sense. Yep. All right. Um, the other thing, so this one's going to bridge our serotonin and dopamine. So we've talked about vitamin D before we've talked about getting our sunshine, right? And how it supports the immune system and reduces inflammation. Well, vitamin D is also a cofactor in the production of dopamine and serotonin. Okay. So this is often, they've, um, found this connection, especially for folks who live in the upper, um, uh, Northern hemispheres, mm-hmm. right? Because they don't get as much sunshine. Um, so their vitamin D's are usually chronically low and that usually is affected with like, um, or affects their mood. So yeah. they may be more depressed. They may have seasonal affective disorder. And so we can see those relationships. If the vitamin D levels are low, usually their mood is more on the depressive side. Mm-hmm. So um, getting plenty of vitamin D, either in um, sunshine and food or oral supplementation is essential in the production of adequate amounts of dopamine and serotonin. Okay. Yes. So that's why we see in sort of some of the, like the literature really around depression and even anxiety is uh, um, they're encouraging people now, their doctors to check vitamin D levels mm-hmm. um, to see if that's a contributor. Okay. Yes. Okay. 
So, um, so on the serotonin side, so our serotonin is what um, helps balance mood. Um, it helps with sort of that motivation, right? That rejection resilience that um, su directly supports our circadian rhythm. Um, so let's see, serotonin, um, once our body produces serotonin, if you go further down the pathway, it also uses the, those same molecules to produce melatonin. Okay. Right. So if we don't have adequate amounts of serotonin, sometimes that's why we have trouble sleeping because our body's not producing melatonin. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so those are direct relationship instead of the opposite, like dopamine. So if okay. we've got plenty of melatonin, then we're probably producing plenty of serotonin. Okay. Um, so my, for serotonin, what we're um, seeing, the Journal of Neuroscience put out an article um, that shows lavender um, they recommend the aromatherapy, the essential oils and diffusing lavender um, is as effective in supporting serotonin um, production and those serotonin receptors as even some of the prescriptions like lorazepam, hmm. which is one of the anti-anxiety medicines that they often recommend. Hmm. Um, so there are some supplement companies out there that have produ produced supplements that are lavender oil, just organic straight lavender oil um, to support those serotonin production and um, helping with anxiety and depression as well. So um, lavender is one of those things that a lot of us have access to. Yeah. Pretty easy to put in our diffuser and start diffusing um, to help to support that, um, those, that neurotransmitter. Cool. Yeah. So, okay, uh, my last one, any other questions? <laughs> Not so far. Okay. So we talked about endorphins, mm -hmm. right? Um, so endorphins are our neurotransmitters. Um, a lot like that. Um, we hear about endorphins around pain, right? Like you see here, like that runner's high or when you're exercising, you're producing a lot of endorphins. So you don't experience as much pain. Um, we don't experience as much inflammation. Um, we can also see endorphins with, um, not just exercising, um, uh, but also with laughing, right? Mm -hmm. Like we've always heard like laughter is the best medicine. Um, it's because laughter increases those endorphins. And so the more endorphins our body produces, again, it reduces our inflammation. It supports our immune system, um, but it helps us feel better overall. And so usually our endorphins are something that's usually it does, it waxes and it wanes. And especially in sort of modern um, society, right? Where maybe the majority of folks are used to sitting at desks or um, not getting out as much. Um, we're not seeing those endorphin levels are beginning to decrease and decrease by generations. Wow. Um, and so, but laughing is a great way to increase those endorphins, um, whether that's like watching cat videos on YouTube or um, there's something called laughing yoga. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of laughing? I've yoga? heard of it. I've never done it. Yeah. So um, laughing yoga is a fun thing that I'm going to encourage you guys to look up on YouTube. <laughs> Um, it, it uses the, the principles of yoga as far as breathing goes, okay. right? Um, it doesn't include the yoga pos traditional positions yeah, that we're thinking. Yeah. Um, but it's, they call it yoga because of the breathing. Um, and what this research is showing us is that 15 minutes of laughing, um, is equivalent to about, uh, 45 minutes to an hour cardio workout. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this isn't just like 
<laughs> like chuckle laughing. This is like belly laughing, mm -hmm. right? Um, so in laughing yoga, they encourage, even if it's not something funny, they're encouraging and they're teaching you how to laugh from your belly so that you're using pretty much, yeah, um, your entire body to laugh. Yeah. Um, so that you can get those cardiac benefits. But in this case, it's also boosting our endorphins. It's, it sounds like it's like um, exercising your diaphragm. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. Yeah. Um, it's just supposed to be from a laughing funny perspective or a laughing perspective. Yeah. Because um, they teach you at the beginning that um, you're not, you can still laugh even if it's not because something that's funny. I guess. Yeah. So, um, but that's something that was worth checking out. And um, my last one is spices. Okay. So pepper, um, peppers, like um, jalapeno peppers, uh, habanero, ghost peppers, chili peppers, um, it, that spice, that capsaicin. Mm -hmm. um, we know that when we eat those peppers, they have a tendency to like warm us up, maybe really hot. Well, that warmth and that um, hot spikes endorphins. Okay. Um, so it's very similar kind of to our fight and flight, but but different um, in that it does trigger that fight or flight, but not in a panicky way. Mm -hmm. um, so we support the production of our endorphins can help us, yeah, um, feel better, you know, support our mood, um, decrease pain, decrease inflammation as well. Cool. So um, that's something we can do, just adding a little bit of spice to our meals um, to increase our endorphins as well. Cool. Yeah. That's my list today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I like, I wanted to thank you for that. Like these are things that people, you guys can do at home and easy yeah. implementation. Um, and this series, I just think it was like my most favorite series that we've done. Mm -hmm. And I, like it created this, um, it, it's a revolutionary idea. I'm just going to own yeah. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, my coach just likes to call it that we are innovators. <laughs> Throughout the series, like off podcasts, we've discussed like, oh my God, like this, this is the answer. This is filling the gap of, you see so many people like, um, in the mental health world, right? Mm -hmm. That we've decided we've put labels on like bipolar, schizophrenia, um, that they're uh, disturbed, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, so before we had episode one, one of my friends and I were talking about Dr. Phil. She loves to watch Dr. Phil. <laughs> and Dr. Phil had a guest on that he, I guess he was like, into SM to a oh. level that was detrimental. Like yeah. he hired a woman to run over him in her car. Yeah. And so the first step, Dr. Phil was like, oh, we should have a CAT scan to see what's going on with your brain. And then we recorded episode one and we were talking about serotonin, yeah. right? And how serotonin is needed to have self confidence and to be, um, and to have rejection resiliency. Yes. And it clicked for us, clicked. Uh, this is how we should be approaching mental health. Mm -hmm. And how it is, is we should be offering when people go into a therapist or come into coaching 
they should start at level one with taking a panel, a panel that tests their neurotransmitters, that tests their hormones, right. that tests their, um, what's the other Cortisol. One? Their cortisol, so their adrenal response. Yeah, your yep. adrenals. Yes. Um, and to be able to take this test, see where you're at, where you're deficient right. or where you have excess at. Mm-hmm start addressing these things through these natural things that Carmen just spent this whole podcast episode talking about. In addition, having a physician to interpret those results, give you these recommendations, and then if further supplementation is needed, and then creating new neurological pathways. Yes, creating that, yes. New thoughts, new beliefs, that's what those are, fancy word of saying it, with your coach or therapist, right? That's not available out there in the world. Right. I have been in, you've been a physician for a while. I've been in the mental health world since 2004. Yeah. Gosh, that's a long time. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> right. And that's just, it's not out there. Yeah. And so we were like, this, this is it. This is our idea. This is Let's how we are going together. to revolutionize mental health how we're going to revolutionize the coaching industry is we are going to be the front runners and the leaders in this way of approaching mental health. So when you come that we've offered, we offer a new program now. Yes. So when you come to us um, to increase your energy, to feel better, to um, actually start achieving results that you really want goals, like a lot of us feel stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, Step one is going to be to take this panel it's a let's, very comprehensive panel. Yeah, let's see where you're at. Yeah, right? yeah. I tell folks this panel is, is a picture in time, right? Mm-hmm. But that picture can help to give us uh, the information in um, where you need the support the most, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So as far as the um, mental health world is um, in medis- on the medical side, they do admit that there are some chemical imbalance. That's why they put people on antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds. Um, some of those meds, they, there's a clear mechanism, right? And they affect the neurotransmitters. They affect the brain chemistry, um, but nobody's testing for it. They're not looking to see where you're at. Um, they're making assumptions, right? And they're not individualized. That's the, yeah, can be the challenge. So they're not individualized um, and they're trying to create an environment within their brain um, to balance out that neurochemistry, but then they're not um, coaching folks, right? Or teaching and empowering people how to make changes in those thought processes. yeah, Yeah, so that they can achieve what they want to achieve. Because here's where the catch is. They're not teaching. They're not equipped. That's not their specialty. Yeah. Um, I don't even, like, the therapy world's not really equipped to, like, change thoughts. Like, we just process through. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, not to be, that's not a hit against them. That's just not their yeah. training or focus. But it goes back to episode two. <laughs> right? Having those neural pathways that are having negative thoughts over and over Mm -hmm. is creating a negative chemistry, biochemistry environment. So you have to address the neural pathways in addition to addressing the neurotransmitters and the hormones. Exactly. Yeah. And then that's where like you have to have both. Right. If you want to um, address the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah. Which 
what's what we're here to do right. uh, is to do is to look at that um, whole, whole individual, right? We are each individuals and we each um, come to the table with um, different things that need to be addressed. And if they're not addressed wholly, um, then we are always missing something, right? People will always be like, you know what? I just, I'm not hundred percent, right? I'm not feeling it. I'm just not quite there. I don't know what's missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this gives an opportunity for us to address all of it. Well, I'm sure like a lot of people have experienced life as I have in terms of like, mm-hmm. we go get on Paxil or whatever meds, yeah. from our physician or our, usually from a physician or a psychiatrist, um, which is great. Now I have all these new serotonin or dopamine or whatever, but I'm still think, thinking the same shitty thoughts. Yeah. Right. Um, so I still feel stuck to some degree. Like yeah. I feel a little bit more numb or I'm not feeling as much pain, but it's I'm not as painful, still stuck. Or I went the other direction and I just went through therapy great. We're talking about these things or I got coaching. Great. I'm creating new pathways, but it feels like I take two steps forward and a step back or however that saying goes. I think Jeremiah told me he's like, Kim, it's a step forward and two steps back. (laughs) Um, and it's because I don't have good gut health. So I probably I'm taking the panel, by the way, people, I am your (laughs) guinea pig. We do not make recommendations that we don't do ourselves. (laughs) that I don't have enough serotonin to help support my new neurological pathways. And all of us, like who has time to go through all this for years? Like taking this two pronged approach, like you're going to get your results much faster. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause you've got more pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. You're not, um, trying to address things with this, um, with the missing piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it turns out, I think this piece is pretty, uh, important. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So you're not going to find this anywhere. Yeah. We are the first to do this. This is, um, pretty innovative in the mental health. And uh, I think also in the naturopath world. Yeah. Because you're not getting the, the, the coaching component, right. You're not getting the, um, outline and the models to, um, begin to see where those thoughts and feelings come from and begin to change that belief system, right. Mm -hmm. By, um, what we call, um, the neuroplasticity, right. Like encouraging new neural pathways, um, based on, or in addition, sorry, not based on, but in addition to supporting the brain chemistry in those neurotransmitters. Yeah. 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 So we have a plan for you. We got you, right? <laughs> yes. Like you get a free consult call where you get to talk um, with me. We talk about it, where you're at, yeah. right? Why you're there, where you want to be and yes. bridging the gap of how to get there. And it's, the package includes the test, the whole comprehensive panel. Yes. Then you get a call with Dr. Carmen to talk about the results yeah. and an individualized plan of attack for yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then 12 coaching sessions with me, 12 one hour coaching sessions with me so that we can start working on the neural pathways, right. thoughts and beliefs. Yeah. 
So yeah. we're trying to balance out where, um, where those deficiencies are, right? Because some people may say, okay, you know what? I know what I need to do. And they may think it's just a lack of motivation. Yeah. Well, it's not, I mean, that motivation comes from a neurotransmitter. And so if you're deficient in that neurotransmitter, um, it's going to be a challenge to find, you know, that that's why I feel um, there's not that motivation there. Mm -hmm. Um, Because people say, well, gosh, you know, yeah. I've done all the things I know what to do. It's just, there's a disconnect. Well, again, it's that missing piece mm-hmm. um, that we're here to try and um, identify for you guys so that uh, yeah. you can be successful in whatever areas of your life yeah, yeah. Um, you're looking to change. And I can just like a hundred percent guarantee, like you will have success with this program. Oh, like yes. you are going to feel better and you are going to get the results you want. Like we have set you up for success. Yeah. All the way around. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, So this is an investment. It will be an investment in you and your health, your mental health and an investment in you and your future. Right. Right. Like when you can start to change the terrain is how you call it. The terrain neurochemically Mm -hmm. and neural pathway thoughts and beliefs it has a compounding effect. Mm-hmm. It's not only going to impa- impact how you feel and see the world. It's going to impact your relationships. It's going to impact your work. It's going to impact um, all the different aspects of your life. It's going to flow over into each area, improving each area. Exactly. Yes. And I will even challenge to say that it will affect your physical health, right? Because as you um, create those neural pathways and learn to um, address those thoughts and feelings, uh, you will change the chemistry within your body, Mm -hmm. um, that biochemistry. So then you've reducing inflammation, right? You're reducing pain. So then as you feel better, um, you can do more, right? And you'll get to a place where um, you, yeah, have all the options. So to address the physical health, as well as, um, all the other components in your life. Yeah. 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 So it's exciting. We're inviting you guys to come along, um, invest in you. Yep. Take this moment. Don't delay. Just take, choose you and choose that you're going to invest in you and your health, excuse me, your health and, and your mental health. Yes. Send us an email, thriveandalignedhealing at gmail or Kimberly Jarman Coaching at gmail. Or you can find us on social media, Thrive yes. Align Healing on Instagram, Kimberly Jarman Coaching on Instagram. Um, Facebook, Thrive yep. and Aligned Healing. Yep. Yes. DM us for details because we're only going to be able to take a certain amount of clients, mm-hmm. right? Um, so invest in you don't delay because this is going to be a game changer yes all right friends we will catch you next week hi today we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about this book club that we've started here at thrive and aligned Um, We started a book club for a couple of different reasons. We wanted to grow a tribe of like-minded people who are interested in personal development and growth to better understand your mind, body, and spirit relationships to support our overall health and wellness. 
right? So if you are somebody who loves to read books, you want to be part of our community and you're eager to grow in mind, body, and spirit, we'd encourage you to join our book club. So what do you get? You get um, a box every month that's going to have the book in it and some additional surprises that go along with the theme for the month. Um, you have four gatherings. So all four of them are virtual. Two of them have the option to be in person as well. So you get to get together as a community and talk about this book, what you're learning, questions, dive deeper, um, get Dr. Carmen's perspective from a physician, get my perspective as a life coach. Um, you're also gonna get access to the private Facebook group and um, just this community, this amazing community of people that are like-minded learning going deeper and um it's just it has been amazing and it's only 34 dollars a month so to register you'll go online to thriveandalignhealing.com you'll see up in the top menu book club and remember that the registration is by the fifth of each month so if you want to join for december then you would have to register by november 5th right? If you're wanting January, then you have to register by December 5th. The 5th of every month is the registration deadline for the next month's book club. So once you register, um, it's a monthly subscription. You will receive your book in this fun box and all the gifts each month. Um, and it's, we'll just have a great time. So join us, thriveandalignhealing.com.